This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Preacher turns on this microphone. I've only done this for 40 years. Uh, only time I wanted to kick Pastor Stormy out, we had a guy that everybody knew was special, you know, and he needed uh, special uh, attention, and we all loved him. And Stormy one day, Pastor Stormy told him, he said, hey, my brother wants you to be his associate pastor, so why don't you sit right, right here next to him before church starts? And he said, are you sure? He said, I'm sure he wants you to sit right by him. So he sat by me, and I sat down, and we started this song way back, you know, and it says, the Lord's turned my life around, and, and he would turn, and he'd bump me and knock me backwards and all that stuff. And I looked over, uh, looked over at my brother, and he had that little look like, yes, 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 yes. I set him up. So one thing about your, your pastor is he's got an honorary streak in him. You know, when, in school, if you did well in your academics, they put you on the honor roll. Well, Pastor Stormy was on my honorary roll the whole time we were, we were together in Clovis. But... Uh, what a what a great celebration! Twenty years. I mean, that's that's not a small feat. It's a, awesome. For you guys to put in context, uh, when ministers go into ministry out of Bible school, only one out of ten that graduate from Bible school ever enter into full time ministry. Okay, so that puts Pastor Stormy and Shelley in a in a small class of about ten percent of those who graduate from Bible school. Then, if a minister stays in the ministry for 20 years, that's 0.1% of ministers. So not only was, was, are they unique that they entered ministry, 10%, but then 0.1%, so one out of every 99 that go into ministry ever stay in ministry for 20 years. So I think we ought to give Pastor Stormy and Michelle a big hand right off the bat. Come on. Yeah. So if you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to Proverbs 21. You know, a lot of times, Pastor Stormy and Shelley, they focus the ministry on you guys. They don't, they don't turn the light on themselves. So I'm going to turn the light on them for just a second. It, being this the 20th year, we only do this once every 20 years, so is it okay? I'm going to read these verses. This is Proverbs 21. I'm going to start in verse 21. Now, I'm reading from the Passion Translation, so it's going to say it a little bit different, and maybe they'll have it up here for you, and you can just follow along with me reading from the Passion. It says this in verse 21. The lovers of God who chase after righteousness will find all their dreams come true, an abundant life drenched with favor, and a fountain that overflows with satisfaction. 2022, a warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place and releases regional breakthrough, bringing down the strongholds of the mighty. Watch your words and be careful what you say, and you'll be surprised how few troubles you have. So I want to talk about Pastor Stormy, first of all, in that in verse 21, it says that if... All of us that love God, if we'll chase after righteousness, chase after pleasing God, chase after doing our best to, to make him happy, doesn't mean we're perfect. 
Not one of us in this room are perfect. We all stumble. We all fall. We even do silly things like purposefully choosing to go against God. But how many of you found how wonderful he is to forgive you? And if you really want to be, if you really want to serve God and you really want to walk with God, you repent and you get right back on. As David said in Psalm 23, he said that, that, that I'm going to walk in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. So I want to walk and please God and be righteous, chase righteousness because I want to please him. I want to make him happy. He's been good to me. How many could wave your hands in the air and say, God's been good to me. God's been, how many would agree he's been better to you than you deserve? Come on. Well, then that's why we want to please him. We want to serve him. And, and when we don't, we want to get back on path. So those that love God, that chase after righteousness, it says this, that their dreams will come true. Now, in pastoring for 40 years this September, I realized that Christianity, you got to pursue dreams. you got to pursue something that's bigger than you. you got to pursue dreams that only God and you together can accomplish. That they're so big that you have to stay with it. Now, now, I don't know about everybody else, but one of the reasons that Christianity is an adventure is because it's not easy. All my buddies, when I started serving God way back, they would say, man, it, that Christianity is a crutch. And I would challenge them and say, for one month, you try to tell the truth all the time. For one month, you try to honor your father and mother. For one month, don't covet anybody else's stuff. Don't wish for what they had. For one month, try to keep your mouth from taking God's name in vain. And then you tell me if Christianity is a crutch. You tell me if serving God is, is, is because you need a crutch or serving God is the, is the highest life you can live. And then to dream dreams on top of it is a challenge because all the dreams I've ever dreamed, I lived on the edge of wondering if they were going to come to pass. I lived right on the edge of failing. And the reason it was an adventure, because I knew for certain, I knew for sure God wanted me to pursue that dream. But there were many times that I didn't know, I didn't have a certainty that they would actually come to pass. So you just, you walk on this edge of failure and success, all pursuing your dreams. Now, 20 years ago, Pastor Stormy and Shelley decided to pursue a dream of starting the church, and they started little. Every, the Bible says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. Everything st starts small, but thank God it didn't stay small. It got big enough to include you. It got big enough to include all of us. Everybody say, thank God. Aren't you glad you're in a church of all the colors and sizes and ages, that we're not all just one thing, but we're everything, right? We're a picture of heaven. Because of all the colors and all the beautiful ages and males and females and big folk and small folk and tall and short, we're all together and we love God and we make up the body of Christ. And what's cool is together we can do so much more than we can do by ourselves. Now, I know because I was raised with him, I know, you know a lot of people are against organized religion. Well, that's why you came here because Pastor Storm is not organized. But he dreamed a dream, and he sought God, and he chased righteousness, and God gave him a dream to love people and to serve people here 20 years ago. And this poem that I want to recite, short, but it really depicts what Pastor Stormy and Shelley have been through. 
It goes like this. Great it is to dream the dream when you stand in youth by the starry stream. But a greater thing is to fight life through. And after 20 years, say the dream is true. The dream is true. Come on, let's clap for joy. Yeah. So verse, verse 21 says that the lovers of God who chase after righteousness will find all, all their dreams come true. Now, here's the deal. Pastor Stormy's got bigger dreams than this. The Lord's putting greater. The Bible says in Psalm 34 that if you'll delight yourself in the Lord, he'll grant you the desires of your heart. In other words, he'll put desires in you that you didn't have before. He'll put dreams, desires, they're all kind of the same thing, sort of like the carrot. He puts a carrot out in front of you that's bigger than you, but causes you to pursue it and reach for it against all odds. It doesn't seem possible, but there's greater dreams in the next 20 years. Can I hear an amen? There's greater dreams for him to accomplish, but let's don't lose sight of the first 20. Let's celebrate what God has done. Let's celebrate what faithfulness has done. Now, you guys understand just by the statistics that he's, he's less than a one percenter. He's a point one percenter at 20 years. Now, if, if God was the only one doing it, now, I don't want to take it away from the Lord because without the Lord, the Bible says those that try to build a house labor in vain unless the Lord builds it. So the Lord's got to be in it. But listen, humans are in it too. If humans weren't involved in it, then there wouldn't be that, so much fallout. There wouldn't be so much failure. Do you know nine out of 10 churches that start in America before five years stop existing and they fail? There's a group called the ARC, and it's a, an acrostic. It's A-R-C, and it's acrostic. They found that if a church in the first two years doesn't, doesn't break 100 people in attendance, that church will die. If after five years that church isn't over 250, it teeters on whether it'll ever make it or not. Nine out of 10 churches in America stop. They don't ever make it past five years. So you guys are living, you're living the dream. You're living inside of a dream. Did you know you're sitting in a dream right now? You're sitting in a dream that came from heaven, but Pastor Stormy and Shelley, greater was to dream the dream 20 years ago. But a greater thing still is to fight life through and at the end of 20 years say, the dream is true. Come on, amen. The dream is true. Thank you all for that golf clap, A.W. How many really believe it? Come on. How many really believe it? Grateful. Yeah. You know, and, and, I mean, we want to give all the glory to God 100%, but we got to realize, too, that everything rises in the earth rises and falls on leadership. Every home in this church rises and falls on the leaders of the home, mama and daddy. If it's a single mama, God bless you, single mamas. Our, our, our nation's made up of great women. You all understand women run the world, don't you? Right? And behind every successful man is a surprise mother-in-law. But then when she thinks about it, she says, well, he should have been great because of my daughter. So like the guys driving down the, 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 the main street during the city parade, and the mayor sitting in the back of the convertible, sitting on top of the back of the convertible seat there, and the husband hits his wife 
on the knee and says, there's the guy you almost married. He's nothing but a gas station attendant. Just think where you'd be without me. And she said back to him, no, 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 honey. If I'd have married him, he'd have been sitting here. Come on, ladies, that's your chance. Come on. All right, read with me verse 22. Verse 22, it says, A warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place. Watch this now. And releases regional breakthrough. doesn't say we create the regional breakthrough. We just release it. And what happens when we release regional breakthrough, it says this, it brings down the strongholds of the mighty. Now, we wrestle not with flesh and blood. We don't wrestle with humans. Now, a lot of our problems deal with humans. God, if you hadn't given me that wife, Lord, if you hadn't given me those teenage children, Lord, if you hadn't given me that mother-in-law, Lord, if you hadn't given me that father-in-law, a lot of times it seems like the, problem, the, the people that I work with, it seems like our problems are flesh and blood, but there's, there's, a, there's a world behind the flesh and blood, the, 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 the warfare that we're dealing with and the fight we're dealing with. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places that we're dealing with demons. But thank God, the warrior with, with, with wisdom rises up, ascends, and releases regional breakthrough. Jesus said in Matthew 16 and verse 18, he said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Some translation says, and death will not prevail against the church. Can I hear an amen? Then he says this, verse 19, and I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, keys. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. One translation says, whatever you permit on earth will be permitted. Now, I want you to think with me. Every one of you that are born again, every one of you that are children of God, you've entered into a new kingdom. You've you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness, and you've been placed into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, his dear son. We're all sons and daughters of God. And as sons and daughters, at four years old, at 10 years old, you have dominion, and you can rise up, ascend, and release regional breakthrough. Come on. Can I hear an amen? So in the name of Jesus, we can, one translation says we can prohibit things from happening. Now think about it. This is real simple for you to get a hold of this. When sin or temptation comes against our mind to lie, to steal, to dishonor our parents, to covet, to take the Lord's name in vain, whatever it is, that the temptation is against us, you have the right as a child of God to say, I'm not going to permit that. No, I'm not going to permit that in my life. I'm not going to permit that in my mind. I'm not going to permit that in my mouth. I'm not going to permit that in my hands. No, I'm not going to do it. Not today. Let's try it right now. Everybody say no. That's what you say to sin. That's what you say to temptation. No. But now would you, don't raise your hands, but would you agree that every single one of us as Christians, we've all entered into temptation and sinned as a Christian. What do you mean? You mean every one of us have permitted the temptation to go beyond a thought, beyond a suggestion, beyond an impression, beyond temptation into action? Yes. Was that God's will? No. Why do you think on the inside we don't feel good? Our conscience goes off and says, man... Why did I do that? Can I hear an amen? So all of us have permitted things that were not God's will. Let me go so far as to say this. 
a lot of things that happen in our world are not God's will. God did not commission that to happen, but he did permit it to happen. If God, listen to me real carefully, if God will permit you or any human being right now to die physically and go to a place of separation, a place of condemnation, call a place called hell, H-E-L-L. In the Greek, it's Hades. He, if he will allow people to be separated from him and go to Hades while I'm talking, while you're sitting here in church, the worst possible thing that could happen to a human being is to die without Christ. Are we all in agreement? But he said to the disciples, you guys go into all the world, preach the gospel. He that believes your message will be saved. And he that believes not will be condemned. So God permits free will in all of us to choose heaven or hell, choose to please God and pursue, chase after righteousness, or to chase after our own will and sin and do things that are displeasing to God, even as a Christian. And here's what you got to understand. God granted out of his sovereignty. Sovereignty means he makes the rules. Sovereignty means it's God's way, and that's the way to heaven, or we can choose our own way, and we can go to Hades. He'll permit it. Here's the thing. We have free will as long as we live in this body. But once you depart from your body and you die, you come up out, your spirit comes up out of your body. You can't look at God and say, give me one more chance. I'm going to go back. <laughs> Let me go back into my body and I'll get saved. I'll give you my heart. Do you know there's no unbelievers in hell? Hell is full of people that are like, I should have allowed myself to be persuaded to get saved. Can I hear an amen? So what you need to understand is Free will is suspended at death, and God goes back into being in charge. And whatever you choose in this lifetime determines whether you go. If you believe in God, believe in Jesus, died for you and was raised from the dead, you go to heaven. If you don't believe in Jesus, you go to the place of the condemned. And if God will permit people to go to the condemned, then he'll, there's a lot of things God permits on earth that are not his will. Can you all see that? So think about it. So personally, I fight off temptation. Each one of us do. Now, most of us don't believe this. We just think it's our duty. But did you know the Jews believe any time you resist temptation, you're honored? Do you know when Jesus was faced with temptation in Matthew 4, when the tempter, the devil came to tempt him and he did not do it the Bible says he went into the wilderness full of the spirit but he came out of the wilderness and out of temptation he came out in the power of the spirit there's a power that comes by our by momentum in pleasing God there's a power that comes when we're chasing righteousness there's a power that comes when your life is pursuing think about your life right now when you're pursuing God with everything you got you may have some stumbling blocks you may have some hindrances you may have some things that delay but I'm telling you you're a mighty force when you're pleasing God you're a mighty force when you're obeying God there's a tsunami that comes from faith Christian Lubbock there's a tsunami that comes when we all add our obedience, add our pursuing righteousness, all the lovers of God. When we pursue righteousness, there's a tsunami that starts to come, and it begins to swell up over all this whole region. 
And you guys can bring a regional breakthrough. Can I hear an amen? Now, I started with your personal sin, but then it can go into your family. When you see a loved one, when you see family members dying in your dreams or dying, and I've had Christians, good Christians, bless their heart. I believe they saw things, and they would say things like this. I saw my parents dying, and it came to pass. So probably God was just preparing me. But what I've learned, it's the wise warrior that rises and ascends to release regional breakthrough, meaning this. There's wisdom that comes in interpreting what you see, what you hear. There's so much bad things going on during COVID. There's so many bad things happening. And a lot of people are prophesying, good men and women, sincere, godly people. They're, they're, they're dreaming dreams of destruction. They're dreaming dreams and they're saying things like this. Brace yourself. The tsunami of destruction's coming on America. America's gonna be judged. Did you know what? God didn't judge Sodom and Gomorrah, and, and, and we're bad in America. The sin is bad, but you know what sinners do? They sin. Sinners sin. That's what they do well. They really like sinning. When I was a sinner, I sinned well. I made an A-plus in sin class. Did y'all hear me? Now, some of y'all weren't as good as sinners as I was. I was a good sinner. I was going to split hell wide open. I'm telling you, I was going to, ah! I was going to hit hell like hitting the finish line at a 100-yard dash, 100 meters, right? So here's what I'm saying to you. Here's what I'm saying to you, that when we can stop sin in our personal life, then when we see things happening to our family that's not good, we can stop that in the name of Jesus. Instead of just accepting it and preparing yourself and bracing yourself for the, the heartache and the grief of losing your children, I would see my kids. What was crazy is if I was out of state or when I would travel the nations and preach the gospel in India, Egypt, Iraq, Central America, South America. When I'd be gone, it just seemed like inevitable. The devil would attack me with thoughts of my wife dying, thoughts of my children dying. I'm serious. I mean, significant pictures that would come into my mind that would trouble me. And I learned that the enemy wanted to do that. And if he was looking for me to give him permission or to permit him, and I would say, nope, no, you're not. You're not going to kill my wife. You're not going to kill my wife and leave me raising four kids. You're not going to take my babies from me in the name of Jesus. Now, my youngest baby's 27. My oldest is 39. So I'm talking about I've lived through it when it would come against us. But you stand against it in the name of Jesus and say, no, I do not permit that. I bind you in the name of Jesus from that ever happening. Now, have you always been able to... To succeed at that. If you've always been able to bring and release, remember we don't create, but we release regional breakthrough. Have you always been able to do it? No. But about 90% of the time, I'm able to. And I would rather succeed at 90% than be 100% successful at doing nothing. Jesus is looking. Do you permit it? Do you know one thing that's great about your pastor? Is he spends time walking the floors walking the aisles, praying for you guys, standing for you guys, 
Believing God for breakthrough in your family, breakthrough in your marriage, breakthrough. Even when it looks bad, even when it looks horrible, he doesn't just throw in the towel and say, well, the stupid decisions they've made, they deserve what they get. He understands because he's been an A-plus sinner before he became a Christian and before he became a pastor. He knew what it was like to choke, to blow it to make horrible decisions, and to be a rebel. He knows what that's like. And so rather than laying down and saying they're a bunch of rebels, they get what they deserve and want to kick you in the seat of the pants, he's like, oh, God, don't give them what they deserve. Mercy! God, don't give them what they deserve. Forgive them, God. Forgive their mistakes like you've forgiven me. Be patient with them, Lord, like you've been patient with me. Give them another chance to do it better, God. God, and let their spouses give them another chance, their kids another chance. How many glad you can come to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find help in your time of need? Your pastor's not a perfect man, but he loves you. All of the buddies that we all grew up with call him the weeping prophet. He cries more than anybody I know. (laughs) He didn't used to be that way. Something has changed. God gave him a shepherd's heart for you. And he rises to bring regional breakthrough. Come on. (laughs) Woo! So does Shelly. And then I'm going to end with verse 23. Watch your words and be careful what you say, and you'll be surprised by how few troubles you'll have. We all know this about Pastor Stormy. He's he's honorary, loves to have fun, but he watches what he says about you. He watches what he says about the future, what he says about the church. He watches his words, and guess what? How few troubles that he really has. All of us have troubles. But I don't know about you, but I kind of like shrinking my troubles if I can. So I watch my words so I don't get hung by my tongue. That I don't self-sabotage by shooting myself in the foot with my own words. Because there's there's an enemy of yours that just hangs around at a distance from you. And he's listening to what you say so he can write down anything so he can come and kill, steal, and destroy from you and your family by what you say. What do you permit? What do you forbid? You got the keys. Where are the keys? Predominantly, your keys are in your mouth. Your tongue opens doors, closes doors. Now, I want to say this just to help you and explain something. The Lord told me, he said, I would rather you use my authority in my name to stop things and not be able to stop it. It still happens. Then to you to sit back and just fold your arms and say, well, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. He rebuked me a few years ago. We had a real horrible storm come through Clovis. And it was predicted. But how many of you know a lot of times the weathermen, they just bless their hearts. It's, it's, it's an imperfect science. So they, get it, they miss it sometimes. And so I just kind of played it off in my mind. And that thing came through and did a billion dollars worth of damage in a few counties around Clovis and Clovis. And the Lord said... He said, you didn't even stand against it. You never even went out on your front porch and said, not here. You're not going to destroy our city. You're not going to destroy our cattle. You're not going to destroy our possessions. I didn't do that. But I want you to know, he rebuked me. I got down on my knees and repented. I didn't know I had that much. But he did. 
He said, you permitted it. He said, the church permits stuff. He said, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves, don't be so arrogant, humble yourself and pray. Seek my face and turn from your wicked ways. I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal your land. Could I, could I go so far as to say, if we permit it, it's going to be permitted in Lubbock. So it starts with me, then goes to my family, then goes to my community, then goes to my church. Are y'all praying for your church? You just think Pastor Stormy and Shell are just so strong they don't ever need prayer. They need your prayers. They need your love. I want to tell you thank you as a brother for all the ways that you guys have loved Pastor Storm because I know he loves you. But all the ways you've supported him. You know, loyalty is a, is a precious thing to a pastor. I don't care how big the church gets. When people leave the church for whatever reason, disgruntled, or they just leave, you know. I got over the fact when people said, I'm just not getting fed there anymore. And I said, well, the only people in my family that needs to be fed are babies. Now, somewhere along the line, they start saying, you don't feed me anymore. I'm feeding myself. And as Christians, the only people that need to be fed consistently and that make the excuse I'm leaving because I'm not being fed are people that are babies. Everybody okay out there? Since I'm not your pastor, I can whack you a little bit. But I really do love you. And I want to say thank you for loving him. Thank you for being good to him. And thank you for being loyal to him. It's not common. It's uncommon in the body of Christ. Thank God you guys are making it the rule and not the exception to the rule. Can I hear an amen? Are you grateful for your pastor, how he served you for 20 years? How many glad faith Christians in Lubbock? Come on. Come on, let's really let him know. Come on. Thank you, guys. Y'all are awesome. I want to I wanna do one thing I didn't do in first service. I want to do this service before we, I turn it back over and my, my time is done. Thank you, guys, for putting up with me. I love my brother. He was, in the first 20 years of pastoring, my brother was used by God. He would see stress and pressure and burdens on me, the burdens of people, people's lives on me. And he would say, let's go play golf. And when we would play, because we were such cheapskates, we'd pay f- and then we'd play all day long. We'd make them pay for us getting to play. And we'd, there were times we, we actually played 54 holes in one day. That's when we were young. Old to be young again. All you young people, remember. Remember this proverb, it sucks to get old. <laughs> but let me, let me say, let me say, Pastor Stormy was used, and his humor, by the end of those playing all the holes of golf, I would be lifted up again, and all that that was hanging on me would be off of me. All the emotional baggage I was carrying from the lives of other people. The rejection, the harshness, the criticism. I never knew that no one criticized us when we had a church of nothing. But when our church grew and became the largest church in the city, everybody took pot shots. 
And through my life, I've been criticized by little shots and then big shots, people with titles and prestige behind their name. And you, you, you don't realize, but you take that stuff on. And Pastor Tom was always able to lift that off of me. And God used him. And so I, I, I just want to say thank you to Pastor Stormy. And I want to say something by the Spirit of God, not coming out of my head, but deep down in my heart while we were worshiping. And doesn't your praise and worship team do a great job? Well, yeah, it's awesome. While we were worshiping, the Spirit of God began to, he began to rumble on the inside of me. And he says, I, I want you to say something about their future that I'm going to put in your mouth and I'm going to put in your heart. So in my humanness and frailties, I'm going to do my best to articulate that which is to come. Not everything, because I know in part, and I'm definitely going to prophesy in part, but I know this to be of the Spirit of God that the struggles you've encountered before will not be the struggles you encounter ahead. That I as the God that was, the God that is, and the God that is to come, I've already been in your future, for I live in all three realms being omnipresent. I live in the past. I live in the present, and the Lord wants you to know he lives in the future. Your futures, according to Psalm 139, have already been laid out before one day has been lived. And as you've stumbled, listen to this, as you've stumbled in the first 20 years at different times, you won't stumble the next 20. What took you decades to get to in the past you will move into within 365 days. What took you 10 will take you one. What took you 20 will take you two. That will take all the body of Christ coming together. Guard your words of criticism. Guard your words about little things that are foolish like masks wearing them or not wearing them do not enter into foolish arguments and foolish disagreements for every one of you have people you love you disagree with but you press on in life every married couple in this room don't always agree on everything. So be patient. Be kind. Be broad in your forgiveness. Be broad in your belief about people. Give them the benefit of the doubt. And you'll flow together. In the next few years, you'll see things begin to occur and happen on a higher level. For every decade comes higher anointing, higher responsibility, and higher anticipation. So I say to the church and specifically to your leaders, walk by faith and not by sight.
And even though you don't feel it, even though you don't see it, God is working. And God has surprises for this family that all of you will stand and say, only my Jesus, the head of the church, the builder of the church could do. For it's not by might. It's not by your own personal power. But it's by the Holy One that believes in you and loves you and has forgiven you and continues to have confidence in you that he wants you to move at a speed you've never moved at before. He wants you to move at a, at a pace and an urgency like you've never seen before. And as you will spread your wings, you will begin to soar. And as you spread your mouth and begin to worship, the mighty one will receive your adoration and he'll begin to inhabit and at times he'll begin to pull you up he won't come down here he'll pull you up there and you'll begin to enter in to the worship of heaven and the power and the might and the anointing and the strength of heaven will come in you and you'll walk out of this place with your shoulders back and your head held high and you'll say I came in down but I'm leaving up because greater is he that's within me than he that's within the world and COVID will be a thing you laugh at and COVID will be a thing you'll remember as part of the history of the nation and you'll say the Lord brought us through it the Lord brought us through it thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord may this church not double may this church quadruple in its influence and its service to this city use this church Lord like an Abraham to intercede for the city, the destruction in pockets and places will not happen. In the mighty name of Jesus, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want to tell you He loves you so much. Don't say, you don't know all the bad things I've done. Let me tell you all the good things Jesus did for you. He died in your place as your substitute. He took all the punishment for every sin you've committed. He wants to take all of your past and throw it into a sea of forgetfulness and never remember all your bad deeds and begin to reward you for all the good things that you walk in under Him. It won't be your good stuff that gets you into heaven. It's by you simply humbling yourself right now and saying, Jesus, I want you in my life. I want you to save me. Take my life and make something significant from it. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here and you want to give your heart to Jesus or you want to come back to Jesus, lift your hand up real high. Both of them. Lift them both up real high. Lift them up to the heavens so we know we're going to pray for you. All right. All right. I see hands. Do the helpers in the back see those hands? Everybody, everybody look up here at me. Everybody look up here at me. There's four or five or six people saying today's their day. Can we pray with them all together right now? You guys that lifted your hands, make sure your ears can hear what your mouth says. Say this out loud. Repeat me and mean this from your heart. Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. 
Come on, everybody say it. I give you my life. I'm yours. I receive you as mine. Come now, Lord Jesus. Be my Savior. I want you. I believe in you. Take me. Totally rid my life of the wickedness and the evil I've participated in. Make my hands clean. Make my heart clean. Fill me with your presence. Come now, Jesus. I believe in you. Thank you for saving me for all my sins. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we all clap for joy? Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. You guys that raised your hand, there's people in the back right here. As you go out, you catch them. Is this okay, Pastor Stormy? You, you guys catch them, and they, they got, they're going to take you, talk to you. Maybe they have some things to give you. We love you. We're for you. Pastor Stormy, I'll turn it back to you. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.